Hello there. Welcome to the REI Friends Podcast. My name is Catherine Storing, your host. I just finished the most amazing conversation with Cherie Richardson. She is dynamite. I don't think I have a single boring person on the podcast, and I don't know what that's about, but I'm a fan. We had such a powerful conversation about how real estate investing not going well at first changed her life and the trajectory of her business sets with a big old S, okay? So this episode, you do not want to miss. It's the most listened to, it's the most watched. Make sure that you uh, check out our website, manydoorsenterprises.com. That's where all the interviews uh, video-wise are there. Don't want to miss that. Uh, but now, I don't know if you knew that, we are on Amazon Music. Ah! So excited about that. They invited us to put our show there, and I say yes, yes, and yes. So now you can listen on Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify, and Apple Music. If you are an aspiring real estate investor, you have been sitting by the sidelines watching everybody else and their brother get their real estate game on, this show is for you. This is not your typical toxic bro REI show where all they talk about is how many 10,000 houses they have. Now there's anything wrong with that, but I really want to have real conversations where you get to meet amazing people that sound and look like you that are doing the very thing you want to do. So without further ado, let's get into today's show. Make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss any of our episodes. Let's get to it. Hey, Cherie, why don't you let my audience know a little bit about who you are? Hi, everyone. I am Cherie Michelle. I am a speaker, investor, and CEO of Sudden Success Business Solutions. We help entrepreneurs not only get their businesses started with their LLCs and getting everything set up the proper way so that you can get funding and be looked at properly in the business world, but we also help you get um, your team together and we practice team building so that you can grow and scale your business. So I'm so excited to be here, Catherine. I have been looking forward to this all week. I love it. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Just by the things that you said, we have a lot of things in common. I'm so excited. So let's just go right in. How did you get started in real estate investing? So I have always had a, an interest in real estate, right? I have always, always. So um, I actually took the real estate salesperson class um, in 2008 when the market was about to crash. Like I saw it happening and I was like, mm, I don't want to starve to death while I love on real estate. So I went and got a property management job. <laughs> so I went and did apartment management for a while, still have a huge love for real estate. And then I bought my first um, investment property and my first biggest lesson in business in 2017, cause that went terribly wrong. <laughs> and I have been dibbling and dabbling in wholesaling and REI ever since. That's amazing. I remember, I remember I was selling a house. Um, we bought a house right when the market was crashing. We didn't even know. So we overpaid so much money for this house. I didn't even like the house, to be honest. 
and then we sold it when they and what we lost so much money on this house but that was like our own like personal house and not investing so tell us about that first property that you said that did not, didn't go so well Ooh, yeah. <laughs> okay so boys and girls ladies and gentlemen <laughs> <laughs> here is the story about how i lost a hundred thousand dollars in a property wow. <laughs> so the property was prime i got it from a friend of a friend who um, was a wholesaler and it was just the frame so imagine something going wrong when it's already demoed right so i'm thinking oh man the demo has been done um everything is going to be just right right it's going to be a quick and easy flip <laughs> i see why they dropped out <laughs> so the first thing that happened um we started i closed at the end of june in 2017 and we got started in July. We went headstrong. We was ready to go. And end of July, we get to the kitchen and there's a broken pipe in the kitchen. So now they just put the flooring down before they discovered this. Oh. Yes. So things do go wrong. So we're going to talk about that today. Yep. yep. They, they had just put the flooring down. So now they had to pull all the flooring up, dig up the kitchen to get to this massive, it was easily like a massive pipe under there and we had to fix the pipe which took four four or five weeks because we had to get the permits to do all of that stuff mm -hmm. and just for reference this happened in chicago um i bought my first um flip in chicago and i'm in texas but i had some a property manager up there watching the property for mm -hmm. me and maintaining everything um so then after the pipe my first crew quit oh my god they just quit so then a second crew came in about three weeks later so and granted y'all i'm paying a mortgage on this house every month that this is happening and it was like 1700 dollars. yeah it was rough it was a big lesson um the second crew came in and then told us everything that the first crew did wrong so we had to redo some things because the first crew did stuff wrong. Yes. So that took another two months until the city shut us down because they lost our blueprints and we had to re <laughs> re put the blueprints in, which took four months to get approved. Oh my God. This is like the house from hell. It was. It, it like the movie Carrie. Yeah, we dug that house. <laughs> wow. So, so by the time the blueprints were done, of course, the second crew was also done. So now we're headed to a third crew who came in. And of course, guess what? Yep. Told us everything that the second crew did. <laughs> By this time, um, two crews in, we have a dumpster in the backyard that has been there for too long. So it now the city is starting it, right? to find us. Oh my God. It hurt my heart so bad. It was bad, y'all. So three crews in, the house is still not finished. We are easily $40,000, $50,000 in. The third crew finds electrical issues that are wrong. So, 
world, we have to go through the whole rewiring of things because we have to find out what part of the electrical is wrong. Um, and so we found that it took a couple of weeks. And by that time, the city shut us down again because of the permit that we had gotten because we had taken so long. And granted, we were using a hard money lender. So every time they completed something, we had to wait for an inspection. So which could take anywhere from seven to 14 days. So we finish something, we wait for the inspection, we get another draw, and then here we go. So in between all of these interruptions is the draw time. So we're a year and some change into the project now. And this was supposed to last three months. So um, then a storm came through, froze the pipes in the house. No. So then it flooded. <laughs> wow. When I say everything that could go wrong went wrong with this house, everything went wrong. So um, after about 16 months, I called it a wash. I just, I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I walked away from the property. Um, it was a bittersweet kind of thing because again, I learned so much and I flew up there constantly. So I was in constant communication, um, but I stayed in the property too long. Yeah, I gotta so give you props. I was gonna say, I was gonna give you props for that. Uh, and maybe, yeah, you stayed too long, but it, way to see the process through though. Like you are never gonna forget those lessons, right? No, mm-mm. no, mm-mm. not at all, not at all. It the the inspections are going to be super real from now on, and um, since that property, I've actually become a insurance adjuster. So I contract with different insurance companies from time to time. So I've learned even more on that side of the fence as far as what goes in and out of of the the bill. So um, and a lot of the times that I take a contract is for insider information because mm-hmm. I have access to all the pricing. So a contractor can't tell me, oh, well, you know, shingles cost, you know, $800 a square. No, they don't. No, they don't. I have the pricing right here. Stop playing with me. Because <laughs> just recently I was learning about how I do know that you have to follow them all around. But if you know what they're supposed to be looking at, that is such an amazing um, side job that uh, investors can do that's going to pay off in so many different ways. That's powerful. So many different ways. If I was you guys, and this is just a suggestion, I would go on Facebook and go to some adjuster groups and find you an adjuster and be like, hey, can I give you a hundred bucks to walk around the house with me? Now, granted, you have your inspectors that come out, but the inspectors and the adjusters are looking for two different things. So the inspector is looking for things that are wrong, but the adjuster is looking for what insurance will pay for. (laughs) So it's a totally different thing. If you had a claim two days after you closed your house, what would your insurance pay for? Wow, powerful. It's some good information. That hundred... Those hundred dollars, even though it it adds up in the front, it definitely saves in the back. Cause I've already had a claim and 
well yeah wow that was so you left the house did you sell it out you say you so you sold that at a loss no i just gave it to the bank i was over it like oh, i just, just walked away i literally just walked away i couldn't do it anymore my my because granted not only had i paid forty thousand at closing i'm paying 1700 a month plus electricity plus fines plus crew like it was too many pluses so yeah i i easily lost a hundred thousand dollars in that house so, so how granted, yeah i've right. gotten it back <laughs> <laughs> So how come you didn't say forget real estate investing like that? What? How come that didn't deter you from saying I'm gonna stick on, stick with real estate investing? So I've always been a person about lessons, right? There's never a situation in life that you should be in that you don't take a lesson from. So. It's either am I going to repeat the mistakes or am I going to learn from it and grow from it? I learned from it and grew from it and created a business out of it. So it's not so much, I created a couple of incomes out of that actually, um, <laughs> now that I think about it, because I realized things that I did not know. So um, one of the things that I didn't know was that I didn't have to use my own money. I hadn't been taught that. So. I started learning how I could use other people's money. OPM, our favorite thing mm -hmm. in business world. If you are in business, your favorite thing is OPM. I'm telling you today. <laughs> if you didn't Look know. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So I learned how to leverage other people's money after this situation because I would have took less of a loss had I did that properly um, and set the said everything i had the house under my llc but i had all the funds coming directly from me oh okay so now i know if i have an llc that llc should be paying bills not me <clears throat> and i created a company to help with business funding and to set up your company correctly so that you can get business funding so that was one stream of income that came out of that Another one is I started investing. So I I looked at different avenues of how to invest without using my own money. So I looked into tax liens and I love tax liens. Tax liens are amazing. <laughs> I looked into, um, I started making friends with uh, high-end bank employees. So I go to networking events at real estate, um, different real estate events that are throughout the city. And I also, if I see that there's a grand opening at a bank, or if there is, you know, any of the banks in our area is doing like a charity event or a meet and greet or something, I'll go because the person that you want in your back pocket is a bank manager or a bank um, district manager, because guess where those lists of the recent foreclosures are coming from? Those managers. So you get firsthand knowledge of things that's on the market before they even hit the market. It's amazing. Yeah, that's good. Yes, and you get the 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 creme de la creme of the list. Because mm. sometimes once it hits the market, it's already been picked. It's on. already been picked clean. So you're getting the leftovers, and when you have those powerful connections, you get the 
the the cream of the crap <laughs> so oh, to speak so what was the project so what happened so you say you try different things you had that property that you had to work away what was the next project that you worked on well first i was licking my wounds from losing a hundred <laughs> That was a whole project in itself. <laughs> but after that, I I went ahead and got my adjuster's license. Um, that was the next thing. That was the very, very next thing that I did. Um, and I learned about a house. So as an adjuster, I can build a house from the ground up on paper. I can't do it in person. Don't. <laughs> I hire people to build it in person. Yeah. So I... I learned what I didn't know. Had I known the things that I know now as an adjuster, I, the contractors wouldn't have been able to get over what they got over. Mm-hmm. I probably would not have gotten to three crews. Um, I probably would have closed the house in six to nine months instead of actually giving it away. So, I mean, I learned different things. Um, the person that I partnered with on this one, uh, it was one of their first deals too. So I learned, and I did not know that because I didn't do enough research to find out. Now, now they are 50 deals in, 60 deals in. So they do easily 25 houses a year. Um, and so he is amazing. And we keep touch. There was no bad blood about the the situation. We both just grew and learned from it. So um <clears throat> I think he got sued too. Um, luckily, I didn't get any of that blunt. He kind of took that from me. So I definitely learned that working with a mentor is powerful, even in losses. So some sometimes you're not going to win. And business is about how you handle failure more so than wins, right? So I took the failure. I took the L like a, well, I didn't take it like a champ at first, but I got there. But my mentor helped me, you know, as far as any fights that were with the contractors, he took those over. So, because he could handle it better. And unfortunately, in the world that we live in, sometimes things are dominated by one particular sex or the other. Mm -hmm. And sometimes in real estate, that is the case. So, it is what it is. So I, I know when to pull my cards when it's time to pull a card and it was time to pull that card. <laughs> yeah, that, makes, that makes so much sense. So yeah, so you become an insurance adjuster, learn mm-hmm. a whole bunch. When did you go to do your next deal? So I gave that house up in twenty the beginning of 2019. And I think my next deal came about a year and a half later. I was able to get a condo in Atlanta. And I'm from Atlanta, so it was home territory. I got a condo in Atlanta. It's 10 minutes from downtown. It's a two-bedroom property. Amazing. And I actually have an Airbnb. So that was the first thing. I was like, let me tiptoe back in. And so the it's an unbelievable deal in Atlanta because it's a two-bed, one-and-a-half bath um close to downtown and I pay a thousand dollars it's 10 minutes from downtown what? right wow that's insane so lesson number two ladies and gentlemen from this call condos are your friends 
if you do not have, and, and of course there are HOAs in most condo communities, so you'll have to be mindful of that. But in with the inflation that the way it is, it is easier to find a condo community that will work with you as far as Airbnbs are concerned than to go to apartment complexes. And your rent is probably going to stay the same for multiple years or it's only going to go up a little bit. Instead of these four or $500 increases, I've had my condo three years. I haven't seen an increase yet. Wow. I have another condo where I closed they went up on rent once and it was a hundred dollars and it's here in dallas so i went from paying 1100 for a three-bedroom condo two bath to paying 1200 what is that nothing nothing so now is that also on airbnb mm-hmm. but i niched it out mm. so i niche out to traveling professionals I don't do Airbnb for the party crowd. So it's really, really, um, I found it really good to niche out. So most of my clientele are traveling nurses or um, people who come into town for like a month at a time. So I have extended stays for people who are working. Makes sense. Yeah, because you know they're gonna pay, they're in for a job, they definitely cannot trash the place. And they're working, so most of the time they're not even there that much, which is the great thing about renting to nurses. Exactly, and you can add extra services that can add to your revenue. Like, um, we'll do Instacart deliveries for our our people free, but I charge, you know, nine. What the three bedroom goes for nineteen hundred a week, and I pay twelve hundred a month. Yeah, I could throw in a free delivery for some groceries. <laughs> yes. You know, and, and they're okay paying that because traveling nurses right now are making like $100 an hour. Right. So and they're getting paid for their living arrangements on top of that. So, of course, they're going to choose to live in a nicer place that comes with the furniture, comes with utilities. So, all you got to do is bring your clothes, get in, and get out. Just yeah. And it. We even have maid service go in for them. So we will fold up their clothes for them. Like if they want us to come in while they're at work, we'll wash their scrubs. We'll take them some dry cleaner if they want. We'll have meals delivered. I have a meal prep person in town. So if they want home cooked meals, they can get that. Like I have a, a brochure available for my clients so that if they need anything extra, cause I know they're gonna be at work all the time. So. How can I make your life easier? Why? And that keeps me <laughs> So if you go into the traveling professionals, definitely add the extra services because it makes it worth it. Yeah, I could charge $1,200 and not offer anything, but they are willing to pay the extra $700 to be like, oh, well, I don't have to do laundry either. I don't have to cook. Oh, yeah, let's do this. Exactly powerful powerful so it's in a way that first deal going south opened up so many other doors for you um it so it was did. for your good that that happened it's always a lesson yeah. it's always a lesson <laughs> That's amazing. so uh, let's go back a little bit about the insurance adjuster how did you have that idea did you 
were you just how do you know that you could do that with no experience how do you go about that going from i'm gonna own a house to now i'm gonna learn this skill that i'm gonna use forward in my business so i was already in the process i had a friend um we were workout buddies um maybe in 2013 and you know, everyone, you have those friends that, you know, every year, year and a half, you'll just reach out to to say, hey girl, how you doing? What's up? What you been up to? And so me and her were kind of on the same path for a little bit. And then we kind of veered, we separated as far as paths. So I reached out to her and she was like, well, I'm an insurance adjuster and I make this much money. And it was brutal. Y'all, it's so much money in, in insurance. It's ridiculous. Like y'all premiums pay us well. I'm just gonna put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> so she was like, yeah, I'm earning $30 an hour as an insurance adjuster. And I was like, wait, wait, what? Hold up, how do I get in? Where's the application? Like, what do we do? So she was. She told me exactly what to do, um, depending on what state you're in. The license can take you literally two weeks to get. And then you just sign up for a couple of agencies that are partnered with the major insurance companies. And in literally as little as 30 days, you can be making six figures. Amazing. And learning and learning because I'm sure um, you are learning this for yourself, but with the company, which we haven't talked about yet, you can probably advise your clients because you have this knowledge. Yes. And, and I tell my clients to go into adjusting too, because um, there are contracts where there's plenty of contracts where you can work from home or where you are 1099. So you can literally put that under your business and count it as business income. Like, and then have freedom of schedule. So I am huge on, if you decide that entrepreneurship is your path, for a couple of years there, your all of your decision-making has to go towards your business. So when I decided the path of adjuster, not only was it to make me a better investor, but it was for me to have more capital available personally. Because of course, we're gonna spend our own money to grow our babies. Because our businesses are our babies, especially for women. So I said, I wanted to have more capital available and this is an easy way for me to do it. And I can jump in and out whenever I want. I can take a contract today and then in three weeks be like, all right, y'all, I need to go. I have some personal stuff going on. I'll holler at y'all later. And it's as easy as that. So go in, grab $20,000, $30,000, and then come right back out and do what you got to do. Love that. Love, love, love mm -hmm. that. So let me, let me, let's just transition a little bit. You have this couple, do you have any, up? so you have two condos? Is, is that what, what your portfolio right, right now? Right now I have two condos, yes. I haven't done a major flip yet. Um, I plan on, I've been so busy building my companies that I have not had time to devote to a major flip. So I, I decided to go the residual route. Oh my but, God. And um, I always heard, and let me know maybe with your, with your first experience that they, they uh, highly advise newbies to not do a flip or to do a major renovation because of all the things that they don't know. I, I would concur with that. Or at least have someone who like has the crew, like JV. If you can JV and come in as the money or come in as the labor and someone else is holding your hand that's experienced, then I would say it would be okay. But if you can do a flip that's all you have to do is do some floors and some painting. That would be ideal. 
Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And um, not to get into your numbers, but you're doing okay with those two condos, aren't you? I am, girl. <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> like I said, one I'm one is twelve hundred a month for my cost, and that's the rent. So with the extras, it's probably another three or four hundred bucks. But I'm renting that out at nineteen hundred a week. Yeah, you're doing all right. And that's yeah. why I asked why I asked because I want sometimes people think I have to have so many properties, so many doors, because I, I want to be Grand Cardone, which is nothing wrong with having a little property, but you don't, your life doesn't need that many houses to change. Your house can change, your life can change with a couple houses with one house, doing it the right way. Right. Everybody wants to be the big kahuna, not realizing what the big kahuna had to go through to become the big kahuna. So, it's good to start small because when you start small, you learn smart, small lessons and they're less expensive lessons. <laughs> so let's look at it in terms of that. Um, Cause my birth, my first failure was a big failure and it was an expensive failure. And with real estate, money can add up super fast. It's, you're not talking hundreds of dollars. You're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, and that's in the plus category and in the minus category. People never think of that. So I definitely, definitely would recommend someone going into like an Airbnb situation or a JV, a joint venture for those who are super new. A JV is a joint venture. Um, get Go to these. There are so many groups in every city. There has not been one city and I travel a lot. There's not been one city that I've been to that does not have real estate meetings. Go on Meetup, go on Facebook, go, they're out there. Go meet these people. They are eager. They want new investors, um, especially with the market being the way it is now. People are gearing up because it can't stay this way. It can't. I, it can't. It's unsustainable. Um, I'm not sure about what's happening in your neck of the woods, Catherine, but in Texas, people are offering forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars over asking. It's crazy. Oh yeah, it's crazy. I, I know there was one house here where someone um, paid one point one million dollars over asking for the house. Oh my god. How is that sustainable? No. Something had there had there. It has to drop at some point. Right. And when it does, we'll be ready. We're right here. <laughs> <laughs> Let it rain. Right. <laughs> when the bottom falls out, trust and believe, Catherine and I will be there. Like, yes, we'll be so happy to help you to unload. Absolutely. And that's, that's the beauty that everything creates opportunity for other people because I love the fact that not only are you doing real estate directly, but you created businesses that are related to real estate. So when do you have that moment, that aha moment that, wait a minute, there are people that need these services. How do you go about that? So I listen. Mm. Every service that I offered, a couple of people told me, oh, I could use that. Open ears equals full bank account. Mm. So my closed ears, and I'll tell anybody this, the hardest part of being an entrepreneur, and I get this asked this question a lot, what's the hardest part of being an entrepreneur? 
or what's the biggest hurdle? The biggest hurdle is people are hard-headed. Mm. Hard-headed. Somebody, Catherine, I promise you, one of your listeners, this is what's going to happen. They're going to hear what I just said. They're going to hear it. They're going to understand it. And then they're going to go do exactly what I just told them. Not to. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. And I want, I am going to challenge that person to be honest and call Catherine when you do it. <laughs> yep, let me know. You're just my DMs and let me know. But yep, I sure did. That is the biggest challenge. People are hard-headed. If I tell someone to go left, they're going to be like, the right looks so shiny. I know it does, boo. I know it does. But right looks shiny in the beginning, and then it turns into a little red riding hood story real quick. <laughs> we're saying, there's a reason why we're saying that. It's so funny how people sometimes feel they know it's faster, but like I just finished writing a book, and... Um, I keep saying, okay, do this, 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 this first. I know you want to do this other thing first, but trust me, if you do that, it's going to set you back. And I hope that they listen and they follow the steps and not, not fast forward to that section because they're going to do it and you can do it, but it's going to set you back. So hopefully they're listening. You know, there are services now and, and for people just like the non-listeners who want to skip ahead, um, places like Thinktific and Padia actually let you drip courses on people now yes. so they can't skip ahead and be so detrimental good. to themselves. So Isn't that crazy? We have had to create so many entrepreneurs have had that same situation happen over and over again with their coaching clients that now services are offering to stop y'all from <laughs> self-sabotaging yourself right. to save you from yourself <laughs> it's crazy so please guys follow what the guy follow what people have told you and i know and i'm not saying listen to everybody because it's best to find one person that you truly like and they truly resonate with you and just go with that one person and not have 14 different different people in your ear it's all the same material because nothing really is new especially in real estate it's all the same it might be a new technology to it but listen listen if you have to pull up beyonce from dream girls and listen to that three minute song to get it in your head listen listen yes Yes. (laughs) i love it i think that's it's gonna help a lot of people there's a reason why we done it the wrong way. It's not always say I learned the hard way so you don't have to. So learn from my mistake, like let my mistake be worth something so you don't have to do it, which is so awesome. So you started this company. So what other services that you guys offer to real estate investors? I'm so excited. So my favorite service y'all is um, we actually do virtual assistant matching for real estate investors. Mm-hmm. So we offer virtual assistants who are able to do cold calling. They're able to do contracts. They're able to do follow-up. They can set appointments. They can set like anything that can be done on your computer as far as real estate investing is concerned, they can do it. Now, um, they can set up inspections. They're able to um, get 
you know, you list of contractors, all of the important stuff, everything that you need important. And we help train them. We help, um, we help bridge the gap when you guys are starting to work together because working with a virtual assistant, we go for long-term solutions, right? Um, every one of my VAs have been with me over six months with the exception of the one that I just hired. And I have a team of 11. And so I grew my company because I had other people helping me grow my company. Um, so we help you be better. I, Catherine, I know you can, you can feel me on this. So what made me get a virtual assistant to be in the first place? I ran out of time. Mm-hmm. I ran out of time in the day. I was working from sundown to sundown and still, and every day my to-do list was growing longer. Yep. So I was like, it, I, I did not hire guys until I had no other choice. Like I, when I went to go hire my first people, it was like, when am I even going to have the time to train? To train them. Yep. Oh my God. <laughs> story that was my biggest fear not hiring but when am i gonna have the time to train them and waiting too long waiting too long you i i i can so relate and again the one commodity that people don't realize they have is time you cannot get that back and having more valuable than money i don't do my social media i don't handle it and i i can i do it yes do I have time doing it? Yes, but I, can I be consistent every single day with all the posts and put them on? I'm gonna get distracted. I'm gonna get busy, which I did. Having an assistant, guess what? I have not skipped one week of emailing my list. One week, because guess what? I My assistant does it. She does it, so I can totally relate to that. And the other things that I can do because I don't have to do any of my social media. And so, especially for ladies. Now, guys, my male clients, the guys are easy. They get it. They are super easy. They're like, wait, I don't have to cold call? Wait, I don't have to send an email? How much it costs? Girl, where the paperwork at? (laughs) But my female clients, we, what I have learned in having a virtual assistant company is that women treat their businesses like their babies. They literally treat their businesses like their children. So it's, I always hear, well, I need somebody who can do it like me. No, no, no you don't. No, you don't. No. <laughs> you don't. Because if you could do it and you had time to do it, you wouldn't need an assistant, but you don't have time. You have kids and you have a husband and you probably have a job and you need to shower and you have parents that need your attention so and then you're running a business so you don't have time and honey boo boo kitty wonderful wonderful lady that you are you're not good at everything you can't be accounting and social media and um and customer service and uh loss prevention and <laughs> there's too many ends there's there's not a I was losing so much sleep trying to be a nan. No, I don't do that. No, I. this is what I do. I come and I talk to beautiful 
wonderful, intelligent people like Catherine all day long. And my staff does all the grunt work. I have a customer service person. They answer all my calls. That was the first thing I got rid of was the phone. Whoo child. That was getting rid of the phone, plenty child. That was amazing. So good. <laughs> I love this. I love it because it's helping so many people understand that they can do real estate in so many different ways. And I love that you're helping newbies find the help that they need, especially if they're getting into, it sounds like you have a lot of resources for people into wholesaling. So yes, and wholesaling. Yes. So our, I can find whoever you need. I have real estate VAs that do wholesaling. I have ones that do Airbnb. I have Shopify. I have credit repair. I have business credit, social media. I have executive assistants. All we can find whoever anybody needs. I definitely recommend everybody starts with an executive assistant because they will get your whole life together. Like quick, quick. <laughs> this is so calendars, cool. emails. I don't do my own contracts. My executive assistant who has been upgraded to my operations manager does everything. Like she'll just send me, oh, hey, we need this. Here it is. Cool. Like your the goal is for you you started a business and this is what i think a lot of us get away from Catherine. we forget why we started a business yeah we started it to make more money and have more time freedom but what once we get into it we get so caught into the grind that we don't realize that we're costing ourselves money by trying to do everything and i need to say that again for the person in the back you are costing yourself money by trying to do everything. My company hit six figures after I hired two people. Six months. Six months. If you have a nine to five, you are in the most powerful position, period. And, and this is, I will never down a nine to five. You are in a powerful position because you are not worried about your bills while you are trying to grow a business. Create a budget, create a budget to include an employee, <clears throat> hire that person, train them for a month on your time, that 5 p.m. to 9 p.m., whatever time you work to your side hustle, train them during that time and then let them take over during the day while you're at work, let them run your business so that you can create your income while you're at work. <clears throat> That's what I teach people to do double themselves immediately with someone cheaper absolutely 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 that makes sense employees are not an are not a expense they are absolutely positively an investment and if you are an investor the first thing that you need to invest in is an employee maybe not the very first but it definitely needs to be in the top five okay <laughs> yeah, especially if you have revenue coming in um you might as well take some of that revenue and invest it in people reinvest it in your company again you may not know who to call i have one person co-calling assassin i know he gets my client at least five appointments a week a week she is closing hundred thousand dollar deals every month you think she cares about his little $400 a week salary? No, she doesn't. He gets bonuses all the time. He's getting paid more because she's making more. Right. 
So you, if you're working nine to five, those are when people are answering the phone. You need somebody calling them and emailing them and setting up email lists. Um, what I greatly suggest for anybody who is in real estate investing and want to build their list up of buyers is have a, 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 a Zoom call or a coaching call that is talking about something to their target market because we all have a target. Like some of you guys are looking at single family homes that are in the hundred to $300,000 range. Well, that market is completely different from the people who are doing um, trailers, which are extremely good for newbies. If you want to mobile homes, it's bread and butter and they're easy flips and they can happen instantly. Like you could have a mobile home for 30 days and make $20,000 off of it. So... I'm just putting that out here for people. Yeah, yeah, I think you're giving them so many things to think about. <laughs> I'm so excited. And the resources. I love that. So what would you say? Do you think that your life, the life that you have now will be possible without real estate investing? And you can be totally honest. So real estate investing created this. Mm. Like the, it was a catalyst behind what happened. So if that first flip did not happen, I don't think I would be where I am today. I, I, and that's truly and honestly. If I never do another flip again, real estate did its job for me because I created <laughs> sources of income that are never going away, like ever. So good. So good. So let me ask you this question. What would you have liked your newbie real estate investor know that you know now? Like, what would you have want to know then that you have learned all, all these years forward? The best thing that you can have in your back pocket is a phenomenal contractor. Mm. The best thing, one that you know, trust, love their work, a phenomenal contractor. Um, That is the, they, they are worth their weight to go. Absolutely. Absolutely. You find you a crew that you like, treat them well. So good. So good. And if you get married one, right? That would be even better. <laughs> Girl, that labor cost will go down real quick. <laughs> I have that on my list. Like, I have it. I have, like, I'm taking obligations and contractors at the very top. Trust me. Yes. And the school bell and everything. Yes. Points for that. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. The, the labor is what it is. I was in Lowe's yesterday and <laughs> I was looking, we were just walking around and I saw a bidet and it had like heated seats and I was like, girl, I should install this in one of my bathrooms. She was like, you can't call me bougie no more. I was like, I still can. <laughs> I'm just at a different level of bougie. Yeah, that's right. that's <laughs> I think funny. if you get a toilet with a remote control, like you you upgrade to another you do i think so i think but you know what why not why not i love it why not if, if anybody wants a bougie list add a toilet with a remote control that that should go on your bougie that list. will do it i love that <laughs> I, I could talk to you forever can believe an hour has gone by already really because, yes because 
we have gone through so many different things and I'm yes. so excited about what you're doing. So where can people learn more about you? Like where you hang out the most on social media? So my team, <laughs> I want y'all to catch this. My team hangs out um, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. And then you can also, uh, if you're interested in a virtual assistant, because you all need one, um, you can go to www.helpmefindava.com and my team will be happy to assist you in finding your new teammate in profit because that's what we are. We're teammates in profit. <laughs> and you can find me on Instagram at I am Cherie Michelle. That's S-H-E-R-I and Michelle with one L. Um, Facebook, I'm Cherie Richardson and LinkedIn, I'm Cherie Michelle. So good. We'll make sure to put all those links on the show notes yes. so they can connect with you and follow you because I know they're going to hit you up or your team for some deets on many of the resources that you share because they were amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're actually relaunching our website um, at the beginning of next month and I'm breaking my website down for every entrepreneur. So we're going to be offering courses on everything as far as getting your business started how to um, budget and we're going to have little mini courses so they're going to be really inexpensive a lot of them under a hundred dollars so that you can really find your way and um, we're going to start we're going to have a whole section for new entrepreneurs then we're going to have a section for seasoned, seasoned entrepreneurs where it's going to go into business funding hiring teams, how to manage teams, how to scale up to seven figures. And then we're also going to have a section on children in business because we want you guys not only creating a legacy for yourself, but creating legacy makers. So we're going to have a whole section for kids as well. How to create that kid entrepreneur. And you know, cause entrepreneurs are born period, period. Catherine, I know when you were little, it may not have been, you may not have knew what the spirit was, but you knew what it was, if that makes sense to you. I so knew, yeah. <laughs> You're so right. You're so right. So those children need special, they need special attention and they need guidance so that those gifts can grow. Because had I had that, those kind of lessons when I was eight, man, I would have been a millionaire by 16. Mm-hmm. Yep, I hear that. I feel that. That's awesome. Thank you so much for your time. I'm so excited, Cherie. I know that this episode is going to be so shared and appreciated by people, my audience. Thank you so much for your time. So appreciate you. Thank you. I hope you guys got something out of today. I give everything I have 100%. So um, I can't wait to connect with some of you. And please let me know that you came from Catherine because I would love to tell her that her listeners really listen. I love it. Thank you so much, guys. There you have it. Hopefully you were able to listen or to watch the REI Friends podcast where I bring you amazing people that are doing the things that you and I want to do. So hopefully you got something out of it. Make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes of the REI Friends podcast. See you next week. Bye.